You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. All right, this is going to be a very interesting podcast. Unfortunately, due to last-minute time changes, Bruce is not able to be here at the moment, but we're hopeful that he'll be able to join. Unfortunately, due to the time differences and where we are, then we'll just have to uh, make do with what we can. Although I feel like uh, I'm going to be the minority today, and I feel like I'm going to get ganged up on and beaten down by uh, by two New Englanders, because as I was telling Tavish before you came in, all you guys like to do up there is uh, well, pretty much uh, drink and, and fight. But oddly enough, uh, we've got Mike back with us today, and we've got uh, Tavish in here as well. So I tell you what, let's let's go ahead and do this, because I know you're on a, a limited time schedule, Mike. Let's go ahead and I, I don't really don't have anything planned today uh, because of the time change. We have to do this kind of last minute. You're in here today. What made you want to jump in here today? Uh, let's go ahead and get to your points. Not waste any time. Well, I, I told you we have like-minded people up here. See? There's yeah, Tavis. that's, yeah, right that's true. Yeah. We, we got a lot of common sense folk here. So uh-huh. I like that. I was having uh, breakfast with some friends today and um, we didn't wear our mask. We walked in, sat down and they didn't, they didn't, you know, they had the mask mandate on the window and two of the people Two out of the four uh, didn't wear a mask in, uh, and nobody approached us. Nobody, uh, no, we call them, uh, what is it? The uh, <laughs> Crusaders. Yeah, that's it. The Crusaders that come over and, and uh-huh. try to say something. But it, it's nice. Um, what did I come in here to talk about today? Personally, uh, I come here to vent, really, and try to uh, bring some some new light from where I'm at. I had dinner the other night and met this black gentleman, super nice guy, another warrior, down to earth. So just keeping the conversation going has been excellent. Um, running into a lot of good people around my area. Uh, work's been successful for me and my business partner. So it's been pleasurable uh, helping people and speaking the truth to them. I did get on a little tangent with you talking about, uh, I, I want to bring up the World e- Economic Forum. And this well, is where I've been you're talking not, people to. You're not going to get any argument from me. So you go right ahead. This is, this is good. Yeah. Because uh, I think the more that we really throw that out there and people really check out this website and see what these people are planning on doing, if you can't see the, the complete and utter control of a population or a populace, then you're missing the point. So, yeah, I was getting on a little rant about that, Mr. Anderson. I see. That's uh, what Tavish. I've been pointing people to, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know. I understand. That's that's all I point people to is is exactly that. Tavish, how are you doing today? Uh, before we get too far ahead, how are you? I'm doing quite well, sir. The sun's shining. It's nice out. No wind. I'm kicking. Can't argue with that. I got my hot coffee. It's a good day. Hot coffee? Hot coffee? You're su- oh no! You, I'm sorry. You have to drink coffee up there. You can't drink tea because it's illegal, right? Well, we did have that incident a little while ago, so I I, I tend to avoid that. Well, then yeah, we've got some friends from across the pond. We, we didn't want to pay them. their taxes. We didn't want to pay their taxes. That's <laughs> we had an opinion, and they didn't like what we had to say. That's all it was. That's all it was to all of our UK listeners. <laughs> to all of our anyway difference of opinion. It, yeah, it's just a friendly difference of opinion. Yeah, this is why the uh, this is why the people from New England like to fight a lot. Yeah, Anderson, we're, we're polemicists. Even I like to fight, even though I might be wrong on a point. But who's going to challenge the mainstream idea? So I like to be to think outside of the box and say, you know what, I'm going to challenge that. So it, to keep it going, I mean, I, I think that's good. So yeah, we can be a little arrogant, but we ask the question. I actually, I like it. Question. Yeah, I, I actually like the fact that that arrogance is up there because that arrogance is that, what actually made us a nation. Yeah, that's how we learn by challenging. If if you accept the status quo, then it's just get along and go along. That doesn't do anybody any good. How do we know what's right, what's wrong? Sheep learn. Bunch of sheeples. Matt. Oh God, it's been a long time since I heard that phrase. Hey, I got a I got a little side note for you. I made a thank you list to to coronavirus. Oh really? Want to hear it? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Let the thank you list because I got a lot to be thankful for with this one. So you're right ahead. Thank, thank you, coronavirus, for decreasing the overall average of the United uh, the United States uh, death in one year per the CDC. So because of the coronavirus, the total number not including the COVID, including COVID, was like two or 300,000 less than the last five years. So COVID actually saved lives. Thank you, coronavirus, for kicking the flu's ass. 
Uh, the magicians, I mean, scientists have been trying to accomplish this for a long time. Uh, thank you, coronavirus, for showing the true intentions of governments and allowing us to see right through it. Uh, thank you, coronavirus, for leaving the state of Florida and Texas. I've always wanted to live down south. And thank you for not killing me. It's my little coronavirus thank you list that I've started. I do have some questions since you're in here. We were talking about this the other day. I, I can't remember if it was online or offline. I, I just I get the two confused now. It's like the world has just smashed itself together in that respect. I forget who I was having the conversation with. We were talking about masks. Again, it's it always comes back to this. I ran into an incident where I was watching this woman get onto this this guy for literally like say this piece of tissue is a uh, is a mask, okay? Right? Just for reference purposes. It was literally down here under his nose like 1 inch like this, right? And she is jumping all over this guy for not having his mask, you know, pulled up over his nose. And I know you're already going, you're already getting frustrated and everything. I try to take a couple of minutes and explain the differences to people if I can. In this case, I didn't because she looked over at me like she was expecting me to jump on board with her. And I just stared at her like, lady, you're the problem here. I was also explaining the difference between... Uh, because you see a lot of these um, uh, these gyms, and I, I don't know if it's still going on around up where you are, but you see a lot of these gyms that are opening. They say, oh, you can come in, but you have to wear a mask. These people that are outside that are jogging, you have to wear a mask. Or you're riding a bicycle, you have to wear a mask. The amount of danger that that puts someone in by doing this, it's not like you can just strap a mask on your face and go out and, and do things normally. That's something you actually have to build up to. And the, the reason I made that point is because pre-pandemic, all this bull that's been going on, I trained with one of these. Now, I'm sure that you're familiar with something similar to this. Okay, this is this is the medical grade silicone and all that stuff. You know, it's got the, you know, you're, you're familiar with these seals. So this is probably the similar seal you have on on the one that you wear. But this, this is a sports training mask. This is designed to simulate being at altitude. So you're essentially think think of it like a weight for your chest. So you're training your cardiovascular, you're training your, your cardiovascular system. So you're training your body to to take in less oxygen and therefore your body's working harder and it's fighting harder. But you're in a training situation. You know, I wouldn't use this alone ever whenever I was training with this. I would always do it in conjunction with trainers, licensed trainers that were around me that could monitor me in case something would go wrong. And of course, in the back is a simple Velcro strap, you know, because it straps around your head and everything that you, if you get in trouble, right, and you develop lightheadedness and you're going to pass out, you can literally tear this thing off of you. Mm -hmm. My point is, is that working with something like this is something that you have to build up to. The point I try to convey to people is how dangerous it is to go out and to do this kind of thing, you know, just put a mask on and you go out and you start running or you ride a bike or, or something like that, that can cause real problems. The issue that I was trying to bring to or bring up with it was I'm not going to compromise my own health and my own safety to fuel some sick political agenda. I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. The government's not going to put me in harm's way to satisfy their own selfish, ridiculous needs based on nothing. It's not going to happen. Yeah, so absolutely. Um, the, the efficacy of the mask, as we now know, and it's getting more, it's being brought to light more and more. There's been examples like on Reddit of people wearing multiple masks and showing the steam coming out as because they're out in the cold, uh, which has been a great example of it don't work. Um, but the training, I, so I use my P100 and I jump on my hoverboard and I crank weights with that on. And you have to build up to that so that you can write so that now when you are defending yourself against some somebody, you can go the distance because it's an, it's an endurance training, which I totally get and respect. But the mask went, oh, my friend, my buddy, combat vet, just the kid's a hero, uh, just went up north to go snowboarding and they kicked him off the mountain. He was wearing the, um, you know, a warmer as the mask. It was below his nose three times because it kept on dropping. The crusader came running over. You need to leave. And I'm, I was proud of Steve. <laughs> I mean, three tours with the second eight Marines and this guy's a warrior. He said, OK, they're crusader out and walked away and him and his buddy left. And we're outside. So there's multiple towns in my state because there's a college there and their town ordinances that you got to wear this thing outside. Are you kidding me, people? <laughs> Don't. First of all, we shouldn't be wearing masks because it's not going to stop anything. Number one. Okay. Plain on that on that point, because we have a lot of new listeners, we picked up a lot of new listeners in the last couple of weeks. For those that don't know, okay. can you explain? Right, me, I'll break it down. To yes. Can, well, can let you explain? First of all, yeah, break it down. But first of all, explain your profession and how you're how you have the knowledge in this field to begin with. Okay. Sure. 
Uh, I'm an indoor air quality professional. I reduce the microbial and particulate load as a whole in residential homes for immunocompromised customers. So they're already sick, ALS, cancer, you name it. Uh, we have a lot of Lyme disease uh, people. So their blood will hold microorganisms, specifically heavy metals and fungi, uh, and it will cause complications on top of their, their illness already. So they see their doctor. Their doctor will recommend a hygienist. A hygienist is someone who goes into your home and does air sampling and tape lifts, sends that to a lab so it can be cultured, and we can actually see what is actually there in a cubic meter of space and go, okay, we have aspergillus, we have stachybotrys. And then that hygienist writes a scope after they get the, report, the lab uh, report back. And says, these are the steps you take to remediate fungi at 0.03 microns and larger. And I am one of those companies that goes in and says, hey, X, Y, and Z, and this is what it will cost. So my whole primary focus is on mic on things that I can deal with, which is 0.03 microns and larger. Um, a term that was used common prior COVID was called normal ecology, which is anything that is 0 0.01, 0 0.02 microns, because they're just too damn small. There's nothing you can do about it. And that would be the bacteria and viruses of microorganisms. Uh, I want to also point out that as humans, that to show you that we can't control this, we shed 40 pounds of gross debris in one year, one human. We're gross people. We're shedding skin, bacteria. We're disgusting, right? Um, so we can't, it, it's called normally ecology. We can't, even the equipment I use, I can't even stop it. So I have large mechanics, uh, AFDs, uh, air filtration devices that are HEPA filtered. So they're 99.97 effective that that still won't capture a bacteria or a virus. Put that sucker on your head and wear it. You know what I mean? It's, so it's, there's the basic science that they have stepped away from to hype up um, their propaganda. This is my opinion. This is all propaganda for, for a reset. I mean, they talk about it on the internet, on world economic forums. It's crazy. So, and if you are smart enough to wake up and start looking at things differently, then you will see we've been lied to about this thing for the whole time. Is one big lie because... The, a mask, a dust mask, an N95, three of them put on. My P100 that I wear, which is rated at 99.97, so I don't get sick when I'm in there scrubbing walls and tearing out and demo, won't stop a virus or a bacteria. It just can't. Put a plastic bag around your head, not to be rude, but that's about the only way that you're going to stop anything. And it's, it's pop, my opinion, just being in this industry and knowing that they were lying from the beginning, because I was flailing my arms all around, writing letters to my governor. He knows where I stand. Howard, I'm moving to Florida. That's it. <laughs> You're moving to Florida. Yeah. I'm moving to Florida. Yeah. So for the anybody that's new that's listening, this is my profession. This is what I do. And, I, and I've been asked a ton. And they're like, oh, you must be doing really well then. I said, what do you, well, I, I, yeah, I do well. But what do you mean? Oh, with the virus. I said, yeah, I don't chase ghosts. All my, all my, I tell you, shame on you for my industry too, because you know better. You took the same courses as me, same damn courses. And you were going around chasing a ghost that we can't stop or solve because we are the problem. It hosts in us, right? We are dirty people. You get, what are you just going to shut down the world? Because no, we've discussed this. No, it's no, it's normal ecology. We have an immune system for, for this purpose so we can live through it. Hallelujah. So that's my whole mass thing. But you know what? I've been respectful going places. Like I, I, I like to go out uh, and go out to dinner at least once a week, give back to the small business, tip the ladies, but I, I wear my mask in because they all have to wear their mask right now. So I'm not looking to go and start no trouble. You know what I mean? This morning for breakfast, a couple of them didn't wear a mask. Good on you. So, but I don't want to, I don't want to be the guy that's uh, drawing the crusaders over to me. Cause like I said, I like to fight. I probably punch him in the face. To be honest. I you like to punch him in the face. Yeah. Tavis, you want to weigh yeah. in on any of that? You know, I'm, I'm glad you uh, brought up your profession, Mike. I did not know that. That was very intriguing and interesting, but you're right. And, and like going back to what you said, Johnny, high altitude training, things like that. And I understand why people that do serious workouts don't want to wear a mask. Not a problem. At work, I'm required to wear a mask. Okay. I don't go off on people who don't wear a mask. I, you know, it's like, excuse me, do you need one? We have them at the door. Help yourself. Other than that, if they don't want to wear a mask, it's not my place to get in their face about it. So Amen. for me personally, my age, my health conditions, yeah, I wear a mask especially with the job I do. I'm with the public all day long, but I don't go around shoving it in people's face. Hey, get out. You can't be here. Do this, do that. That's not my place. It's a personal choice because of my background. I choose to wear a mask, but I don't put that in other people's faces. I also like to go out and back small businesses right now. The requirement is you got to wear a mask and most people will wear a mask. They're polite. They'll take it off while they're eating or drinking and then, you know, time to leave. Okay. 
So to me, it's a personal choice, but I don't preach or browbeat people into say, you have to do this. That's not what this country is about. You know, that's we what, have a right and responsibility to ourselves, but also to our fellow citizens. So if it makes them comfortable, I don't mind wearing a mask. I'll take it off as soon as I can. I admit, you know, there are times when I'm doing work and I'm having trouble breathing. But it's not my place to preach to other people. It's it's a personal I, choice whether they like it or not. Thank you. Thank you for actually being a little different on the opinion because I'm a super – I like – I hate the fact that I got to wear a mask. I know it's BS. I don't want to wear it. But this is where we need to get. We need to get to a point where, hey, you want to wear a mask? Great. Good on you. I don't want to wear one. And we don't need to be at odds at this. If you feel safer and you truly believe that and you need to, maybe some people do that are immunocompromised that feel the need to have that little extra protection. If they feel that it can be, they can be protected by it, sometimes it's a placebo. Whatever works for you. But don't tell me I got to do something. You know what I mean? Like, I, it, this is my freedom. This is my choice. So good on you. I like that different perspective. But we absolutely need to start meeting in, in some perspective. If people, There are going to be people. I mean, dude, there are hundreds of Christians. Sorry to nail on Christians. In England, because uh, I watched this special, um, that are out in an underground bunker right now, living out the tribulation years so they can be raptured. Oh my word! Are oh you my goodness! Effing kidding me! No, I, and this is no word of a lie. This is how debased and how afraid people are, right? So, you, can you imagine? The, it's just a mess. It <laughs> across the board, it's a mess, and we're going to be dealing with a lot of people that are going to be in fear. Still, they're going to truly believe this. I was talking to a buddy that was training at one gym for ten years and left the gym because it was a mask mandate. And he was like, I respect you, but we will never be. And he and his trainer that he was at part of that gym is thinking that he's going to die by this thing. Uh, it's going to kill us. And it's like, it's sad. So he actually, you after know, 10 years, left the gym and just started going to a new one. You know, I, I because look at Because he's not going to wear a mask while he's wrestling on a mat. Exactly. Give me a break. Exactly. Well, I mean, we just talked about that, you know, and, and how dangerous that is. So, you know, oh. I, I'm, yeah, go ahead. One other thing. So we're having no, breakfast. No, talk, talk about the mask. We're having breakfast, right? And this 13-year-old kid walking in, pulls it down just below his nose, Achoo! sneezes, puts it back on. I mean, there is wow. no, even with us using the mask, there's no <laughs> proper techniques to use it or have multiples ready because we're dirty friggin' people. This is just called normal ecology. You need to sneeze, sneeze outside. Great. Move on. <laughs> Leave it out there. <laughs> and, and let's, yeah, and let's, let's be honest about this. I mean, if this was a real, and I mean a real tried and true pandemic, yeah. okay, you would see people falling over dead in the streets. Okay, that, that would be the first yeah, thing. I'd be out and, of business. I'd be out of work. Right. And the next thing, yeah, because you work with immunocompromised people, you wouldn't have any work because yeah, they don't be dead. Be dead. Uh, and to that point, you also have other issues. This whole thing with the masks, okay, if this was a, a, a proven thing, which we know that it's not. If this was a proven thing, then the governments should be issuing them to the people to protect them. That should be another thing. I, though I don't, it should still be a choice. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Don't, don't misunderstand right. me. Right. But at the same time, they should also be providing disposal units for these things as well. If these are horrible, uh, awful, disgusting things, then they should be providing the disposal and takeaway service for these things as well. They should be responsible for that. But you're not seeing any of those anywhere. Now you've got a bigger environmental problem with, I mean, I'm seeing them blowing down the street, you know, because people just take them off and, and toss them. And it's just there needs to be, as you said, there needs to be a, a unification. But see, this is what we were talking about pre-recording. We were talking when we were talking in prep. We were saying that all these different things, you know, the climate change, the um uh, the, you know, the Fouch, the slouch, you know, spinning everybody in circles and and all the rest of it and everything with um, you go back as far as like Donald Trump. Everything was about spinning everybody in circles. So nobody comes together, unifies uh, and fights the common problem. Now, case in point yep. to this, Tavish, you and I have been friends for over 10 years now, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. And you know something? Me and this guy, we are the best of friends, but yet we very rarely ever agree on anything politically. Is that correct, sir? I would say that's true. And I see no problem with that. You're good people, yep. Johnny. Just because we don't see eye to eye on everything doesn't mean we can't get along and, you know, shoot the, ooh, shoot the stuffing, so to speak. But, um, yeah, I have no problem with that because different viewpoints. It's like I said on a, a few different shows. The middle ground is disappearing like the middle class. We used to be able to talk to each other. And we may not agree, but we could educate each other to different points and go, hey, let me think about that. That's got some valid points to it. But now it, it, it's there's no middle ground. We just scream 
scream at each other or scream over each other. And the country's got to, as Mike was saying, the country's got to come together. We may not always agree. That's okay. But we have to find common ground and common cause. And I think that's what we do, Johnny. We find our common causes in areas that we can agree. And that's why we get along, because we can agree to disagree. We have to be able to uh, allow, right now in America, it's crazy. We need to be with a cancel culture. We need to be allowed to disagree. I mean, we're not even allowed to disagree anymore. It's, you're a white supremacist. So I want to share, I, I want to share this one thing. It's kind of off topic, but to give some hope, there are warriors everywhere, right? Uh, but my son, they're back to school full time. Awesome. Uh, I think the superintendent and the principal of the school have been warriors through the whole thing, trying to keep the kids in school and just being awesome about it, which is amazing, which is the total opposite of what you're seeing in other places. So sent my son home Wednesdays are half days and they said you have an, an amentum to do and it's reading. So I open up the amentum and I go, holy crap, it's all six of the Dr. Seuss books that they banned. I said, sorry, you're going to read. And I made him read two of them. And I was like, I love this first grade teacher. God bless you. That is awesome. Out of principle, you're reading two of them. <laughs> so we read two together. I thought that was awesome. You know what? That, that's not a bad place to uh, to kind of sh to shift uh, topics there a little bit. Let's talk about that because that's kind of happened here in the last uh, few days, and we haven't had a chance to cover it much. This this idea that we're canceling, we're, I mean, the cancel culture, I mean, that's been here for a while now, but this idea that we're now canceling uh, kids' books, for example, uh, Dr. Seuss, I mean, again, this is the largest and, and oldest one, and so this is why they're going after it because once you take down the top of something, well, then it's easy to just knock off everything in, underneath of that. Same thing with we were talking about cryptocurrencies on the exclusive uh, the other day. They're going after Bitcoin because Bitcoin's at the top of the mountain. And so if they can take down Bitcoin, then they can knock out the thousand or so currency, cryptocurrencies that are underneath of them. More to the point, Dr. Seuss, right, getting back to that, circling back to that, this wasn't a problem when Michelle Obama, First Lady Michelle Obama, was in the White House reading to school children and had the cat in the hat there while she was reading it. This wasn't a problem then. But now all of a sudden... This is a big issue. It's 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 because it's what they're doing is what I say. They're, they're preventing us to disagree on subjects, to, to have an argument. You can't even have a disagreement. It's that's what they're canceling is is not canceling the book or movies or whatever. Gina Carano, whoever they're canceling the very way that we dispute. Like we can't even dispute these things. It's 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 ridiculous. It's fascist. They're, they're, they're trying to, you know. It is. I mean, if you go back, if you go back and you look at, for example, and I know that the Soviet Union wasn't fascist, the Soviet Union was communist, I, I get it. But if you go back and you well, look communist. at examples, yeah. if you go back and you look at that, the cancel culture, if, if you look at it considering the time period, if you were someone that stood up to example like uh, the uh, the Sheka, for example, which was essentially it was like uh, the SS at the time, you know, secret police. Or if you were someone that stood up to the Gestapo in Germany during Hitler's reign, OK, if, during the, the Nazis time, if you were someone that stood up to these groups, then they would come and they would take you away. Uh, and not only that, they would take away your family, you know, take your family away. You would all be sent to uh, a gulag or you'd be a, a political prisoner at a concentration camp somewhere. But see, here was the thing. Speaking of it in the Soviet Union, because that's where we saw the the larger atrocities. I'm not excusing what happened during the time of the Third Reich. Of course, that was awful. That was god awful. I'm not excusing that. But what I'm talking about here is specifically the cancel culture associated with it and what would happen in the Soviet Union. You would be taken away and you would be sent to a gulag and say, like, you know, Eastern Siberia or something. And you would remain there in exile, as they would call it, exile, you know, doing the air quotes. You would remain there in exile until you learned the error of your ways, comrade. And then you would be welcomed back into the fold after it was over and you would confess your sins, right, against the party or, or whoever. Or if you'd cross somebody or if you would uh, had an affair with a party member's wife or, or whatever, you know, just I, I'm just saying this is these are the things that went on. But during that time, my point is, is that at some point there was a redemption. That, that's my point. There was a redemption with this cancel culture that they're implementing now with everything that's going on with like, you know, the tech industry and all the rest of it, all these governments and corporations and uh, and tech companies in collusion with each other. There's no coming back from this. This is more dangerous, I would argue, than what it was back then. So this this is a practice from Mao Zedong. This is coming from China. This idea of this cancel culture, they will turn you into persona non grata. The idea is, is that they isolate you away from everyone. This is what it was during Mao's cultural revolution in the Great Leap Forward. They would isolate you from everyone that you know, everyone that you loved, everyone in the public. They would discredit you first. Then they would isolate you 
and then they would target you. They would pol- or polarize everybody against you. They would target you and they would eliminate you. That's how it would be. So by the time you get to the point where you're so discredited, you're so shamed, you're so forgotten, they can just eliminate you and no one will care. That's the idea behind it is they'll just cancel you. They'll erase you. They'll stop you now from doing banking. They'll stop you from going to church. Uh-huh. Yeah. They'll stop you from going to businesses. Mm-hmm. And everything with the social credit score, you know, that's associated with uh, these vaccination passports, make no mistake about it. That's what it is. If you don't go along with this agenda, then you're canceled. You're, you're canceled. Case of the haves and have nots. When we're talking about the COVID passports. Oh, well, you can't go to church. You can't go here. You can't cross that line. You have to get on the back bus. You know, it's like, whoa, it's wait, be- wait, wait. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I was, I was in agreement. It's going to be uh, it's not going to be just a, uh, a passport for a vaccine. They're pushing the agenda of, of climate control and population control. And it's going to be your carbon footprint. No doubt that as a whole, it really is heading down that way. Um, this is just a, this is just, hey, how far can we push this? How far can we take this? How far will the people of this planet allow it to go? It's not just going to be in America. It's everywhere. Right. Uh, we might be. Uh, uh, America and Britain, France, Europe, they might be the, the headway of trying to make that happen. But yeah, if if we allow this, uh, more control and, and it's going to be, uh, we you've discussed in the past, our carbon footprint, because that's what's, that is truly what's coming next. You got to go to the World Economic Forums and read about it yourself. Get your, this information is out there and they're not trying to hide it, which is just blows my mind. It really does. They're like, yep, this is what we're doing. This is all for the betterment of mankind. No, you're taking away my freedoms. No, <laughs> no, that's not going to it doesn't work with me. You know, they do this in the in the name of uh, equality and uh, fairness and, and all the rest of it. And everything about this is the the antithesis of all that. So there, there's nothing inclusive. There's nothing equal. There's nothing uh, fair about any of it. Uh, it's fair for them. It's equal for them, but it's not for any of us. And that's the idea is is that we've been seeing slowly but surely over the last several years, we've been seeing like this, I want to say a split. So you have like a rising political class. You're, you're seeing like this class develop in and of itself. And then you have like the, you know, we the people, we're just kind of like falling down and or, or not really necessarily falling down, but we're kind of staying stagnant. But the rest of them are just working their way up. They don't care what we have to say anymore. I mean, that, that's what it came down to. If you looked at what happened with the Brexit vote, the first Brexit vote pre-Donald Trump, okay, in the UK, the English stood up and said, we don't want to be part of the EU anymore. 80% of our laws are made by people that don't even come from England. Why are we a part of this? Why are we a part of this? We're paying 55, I think, what was it, uh, Marty said, 55 million pounds a week to belong to this, this club or whatever, and you get what out of it? You get your industry sold out. You get told you have to uh, reduce all this uh, th- this industrialization and, and you have to do more with less when you don't have a viable alternative for that. That happens. And then Donald Trump happened about a year later. Donald Trump happened. And so you have these two things that went on. And of course, that was a major blow to the status quo. That was a major blow to the uh, uh, the world order, if you will. I, you know, I don't want to get conspiratorial here or anything, but it was an example of us you know, we the people using our democratic right to vote, and I said right, our democratic right to vote, to push back on the system and say, we're tired of the stuff that you've been doing over the last, uh, I don't know, 30 years. I mean, if you go back as far as like Bill Clinton, people voted for George Bush Jr. because people were tired of Clinton. And then, of course, everybody was tired of Bush. We were ready for a change in 2008 with Obama, whether you liked him or not. We were ready for a change back then. Everybody, myself included, was hoping that, okay, he has the potential to be something really incredible. The first black president of the United States right there proves that we are not a racist nation. Okay, I don't care about all this, this agenda that they're pushing right now. If we are such a racist nation, we wouldn't have elected the guy twice. But people were so turned off by his policies over eight years that they went another way. They said, okay, well, we're going to try something else. We're going to try somebody that's not a politician this time. And the system went crazy. They went crazy. Brexit round two comes up, right? Boris Johnson, what a disgrace he's been. Boris Johnson comes along. I mean, the man could have been the next Winston Churchill. I've said it before. He could he could stand tall and fight this scum, but he won't. He sold out to it. It's amazing. It's amazing how much these people have caved and how cowardly they are. It's amazing. You won't even stand up for your own people. Are you that hollow? Any of you Western leaders, I don't care who it is. Are you that hollow? You don't even give a damn at all. You stand for nothing, as far as I'm concerned. Nothing. 
People look to these people for leadership. That's why they're there. And they've abandoned them. It's disheartening. It's meant to demoralize you and make you give up and make you quit. That's what they want you to do. The Davos Group, the World Economic Forum, that's what they want you to do. They want you to quit. They don't want you to fight back. When you stood up, when we stood up in America and in England, when we stood up and we said, no more of this. Well, we started chinking away at their armor, didn't we? We actually stood up and said, that's enough of this. The second time in England, right, that was that was Brexit round two when Boris Johnson got elected. I mean, that was a landslide. And so we got COVID after that, didn't we? Wear this mask. Shut up. We don't care what you have to say anymore. They don't care what we have to say anymore. They're not interested in our vote any longer. It's that serious. If you think that somehow that this is going to be changed now by, oh, I'm just going to go vote. <laughs> that ship has sailed. OK, horses out the barn door to use another analogy. Propaganda on the media with this bill, H.R. 1. Uh, but it's it's propaganda on the on the media. <laughs> That common ground we used to cherish, and and we all have that. We we stand on common ground. The country we love, our families, we all have common ground together. We just it seems it's slipping away from us little by little. And I can understand Mike's point of view from a certain viewpoint, and the fact that you turn around, well, where do I go? What do I do? How, how do I change this? Because at times you feel like you're just all alone. You know, like the little Dutch boy with his finger in the dike. Hey, can I get some help here? Hello, can I get some help? And it. We just seem to be so fractured, so polarized right now that we can't sit down and say, hey, we can agree to disagree, but this isn't right. How do we change it? Well, I, At least I tell me. you, in America, it was it's a prime opportunity where I call it diabetic America, where we're all overweight. Everybody's addicted to sugar. And we are now connected through media and media only on the Internet. Kids don't even leave their room. So when this happens, especially to some maybe broken families throughout America, when this happens and they get scared to death and then they can justify the fact of not leaving their house and demanding money. And they're just, it's going to be too late for those people when this, when this, you know what I mean? Like it's, they're getting sucked way into this crap and believe it tenfold and are always expecting and waiting for that handout now. And we just got another round of it, $2 trillion way to go. If this is their agenda, if they can keep people in, keep them in fear you're not going to question when they continue to take more control, period. It's just you give them an inch, they take a mile. And um, and the news media, I just I turn it on and I'm like, yep, propaganda. Yep, propaganda. Oh, is there a is there a shortage or a crisis for the vaccine? We got to pump that in so people get anxious. I need my vaccine. Get more people in. So we have an agenda, right? You see it over and over on the news media. It's disgusting. There's not a shortage. There's not a shortage. They're saying the same garbage over here. There's no shortage. They got a oh, yeah. surplus and, of these things because people aren't taking them. Right. I know that. And so here's another kicker. Don't take it. I want, just want to cut on this because you guys, we always talk about this. Well, we don't always, but we. I like to touch base. This is not a vaccine. You always say it. This is not a vaccine. It's mRNA, uh, first time use on humans, I believe. And it is only to reduce the symptoms or severity of the actual flu virus. Well, if you when I get it. sick, I take uh, if, right, if you, when I get sick, if I get the flu, I take Tylenol, and that reduces my my severity. So vitamins, minerals, don't don't take it. I really, it's it's not it's not been tried, true, or tested. And I'm not Mister Anti-Vaxxer. I got all my vaccines. I joined the military. They got shot. I got a scar on my arm. They're like, yeah, don't move. We're hitting you with like ten shots. They have like this hair <laughs> needle gun, and they're like. Yeah, don't move and you flinch. I still have that scar today in my arm from it. So uh, I, I'm not Mr. Anti-vaxxer, but I am anti-whatever the heck you guys have got going on. Fouch the slouch can take mine. You mentioned there about people that are that are stuck in this um, this perpetual cycle of of believing the, the propaganda and everything that uh, mm -hmm. that they're going through. I mean, like you said, you had a friend of yours that belongs to a gym where this trainer of his thinks that literally he's going to he's going to contract this thing. He's going to die. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not looking at this from a, a point of physical health. I'm looking at this from a standpoint of long term effects on mental health. OK, that that's mm. the, the bigger aspect here. The kids that you've kept out of school for a year now in some places, the long term effects of this, we don't know how long that's going to even take place. That's going to carry on well into the future. We don't know what that's going to be. Have you psychologically damaged these kids from being able to form a social structure? And that's what it is right there is they want people to develop the sense of Stockholm syndrome, uh, institutionalism, institutionalization, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and for those that don't know, institutionalization, that's where if you're a prisoner and you're incarcerated, you eventually get to the point where you're dependent on being in that prison. 
And they, they literally break you psychologically and mentally. And so you can never go back to the way that it was. And that, I think that's where they want to take people is that right there. They don't want people to be able to form that social structure because if that social structure forms, then we can't do exactly what I've been sitting here talking about. We can't come together. We can't unify on those common ideas. We can't fight these people. So they have to keep everybody broken up and divided and unable to to form relationships. You are absolutely right. They're making us institutionalized. I like that. I like that uh, uh, descriptive analogy there. That is good. And that's true. That's exactly what they're doing. Uh, people that are, are, are incarcerated for long periods of time don't make it back out in real life and usually end up do, committing another crime because it's three hots in a cot and they know they know the lifestyle. And, and that's what we see with these people that are living in fear because they believe everything on that TV, because of course, that's going to tell you the truth. Just like all... I think I spoke about it last time on Chicago 911, right? They actually show you, they're actually putting on, taking off the mask before they get in, putting on a new mask, double masking with the face shield. You're watching TV and that propaganda is saying, hey, this is how you're supposed to do it. Make sure you're wearing your double mask with your face shield. So the propaganda is just everywhere when it comes to mainstream media in Hollywood. And there's an obviously a very big agenda. And then here, facts, you know, Facts don't care about your feelings and numbers don't lie. And the numbers are out. Okay. And, and, and we already know from just talking to, I, I talked to a small business owner whose aunt died of um, respiratory illness and they called it as called it COVID and it was not COVID. She had this long-term effect. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all BS. You know what I mean? So it's racking up the numbers that they did. And if it operated like this, like we've discussed, it, there'd be more people dead and this propaganda crap and these people living in fear. Uh, how do you get them out? How are these, it, it, the long-term effect is going to be, I mean, if we were just to snap our fingers and say, it was a lie, we're just kidding. Uh, all those people that were just so justified in their actions of, oh, you know, wear a mask, save a life and all this crap. Uh, how would they feel? It'd be kind of devastating to a point. Yeah, how well, I, yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, they, they would. And here's the other thing is, is when you get p- enough people dependent on a system, they will literally fight to protect that system, even though it's doing them harm. They will. Yeah. And I've, hear, I've heard on the right uh, some other podcasts that are talking about vaccination and getting this vaccine and promoting the vaccine. On the right, I, you're stopped. They're, don't promote something that has no uh, no FDA approval. This thing is is garbage. It really is through and through. And we don't know the long term effects. We don't even know the short term effects. And the thing doesn't do what it's supposed to do. It's not. It's actually it's not incubated in an egg like the flu virus is, and then a small portion given to you so that you can build up antibodies. It just lowers the severity, which is taking a friggin' aspirin. Don't be promoting this. Shit. Wake up. You know what I mean? That was one of my gripes too. You guys are bringing up valid viewpoints. And I, I guess it goes back to a matter of perception. I don't want to say indoctrination, but depending on where you get your news source, this is why I always say, get out, talk to people, get opposing viewpoints, learn new things, and then make you know make up your own mind. But just to sit in front of the boob tube and go, oh, ABC News or CNN or, or NSNBC or whoever told me this, it must be true. No, go out and learn for yourself. Are you going to get the, uh, the vaccine the shot? I will. I will. Only because of my family health history, my underlying conditions. You know, I get the flu shot. I get the shingle shot. Well, considering what some of the stuff I did in the service, better safe than sorry. You know, because I've I've known people that have passed and wasn't so much it was COVID as their previously existing conditions were affected by the virus. So would I call it a COVID death? No, I would call it a contributing factor. But that wasn't the main reason. But for people with underlying conditioned or weakened immune system like your clients, I really don't see, you know, the harm in it. So far, we've heard of cases, and again, this is just for where I am, there have been minor reactions, muscle sickness, irritation at the injection site, but I have not heard of any serious side effects unless you had a pre-existing condition and like that guy that had used an EpiPen after he got his vaccine because he had that allergic react. But again, it comes down to a personal choice. If you don't want to get it, hey, more power to you. It is. It definitely is. Just don't be don't be underinformed. Know that this isn't a vaccine. A vaccine is incubated in an egg and it's a smaller portion of the flu virus, you know, a smaller amount. And then that's injected into you. This is just a really like taking an aspirin. It's like saying, well, therapeutic. If you get it, we hope uh, that it's not severe. So uh, if it is severe, we'll give you this and this will prevent it from being severe. How about I mean, what's the definition of severe? 
and, and is, is there underlying conditions? And, and another thing that I, you know, I talked to my buddy who's a paramedic in, the, in a town and they changed everything. So I want to know why are we taking away oxygen? We can, they are not to allow to supply oxygen to anybody that's showing COVID symptoms what? because they, yes, this is all in the United States because they believe that uh, the oxygen will aerosolize the virus and make it smaller. And then inside the, wherever their small containment is, Right. So they trachea, you know, they stick and they start stick something down your throat that could have bacteria, who knows, and then breathe and, and breathe for you. No, when you're sick, you need more oxygen so you can build up white blood cells and those white blood cells can fight off the virus. And I thought and think just a little chemistry here. I could be wrong. And I wish GP was on. Maybe you can correct me on this. Isn't oxygen an oxidizer? And doesn't it kill? And at higher levels, wouldn't it kill anything in that you could possibly breathe out when you're having an oxygen mask over your face? I would think that higher levels of oxygen would actually kill the virus or bacteria around your mouth that's, that's atomized or aerosolized. You know what I mean? I'd have to ask GP's opinion. So to me, I call that murder. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, that's, I mean... Yeah, no, I mean, to, to your point there, I mean, we're talking about medical practices here when it comes to things like that. It, uh, and I've been arguing the same point for the last year. Where's the talk about therapeutics as far as like building your own immune system? God gave us an immune system. Why the hell aren't we talking about it or even using it? We're just told, uh, well, uh, social distance, wear a mask and take this vaccine. Uh, and oh, by the way, that doesn't actually uh, do anything. So wh where's the talk about being healthy? All the gyms are closed. They've been closed. Why would you do that? Why on earth would you do that? There's been no evidence from anywhere anywhere to say that this is a place of mass spread or anything like that. Same thing with bars and restaurants. There's no evidence to support that or schools for that matter. But we all know what it is, right? We're sitting here arguing minute or you know moot points because that's not what it's about. But to the point, I mean, I, I keep keying on the immune system. I came down at the beginning of, of all this uh, lockdown stuff last year. I came down with uh, with something. I don't know if it was COVID or not. I don't know. I, I, it felt like a regular old cold to me. But I do know that I tried something different this time. Me personally, I tried something different. And what I did was I used large amounts of green tea, right? Plain green tea, a lot of lemon, and I was dosing myself. I'm not going to mention how much because everyone needs to talk to their doctor or nutritionist about this. I was dosing myself with mega doses of vitamin C and zinc, not zinc. I mean, I didn't take any more than the daily recommended value. If you take too much of a daily recommended value from zinc, it's actually toxic and you don't want to do that. So I'm not giving any advice on what people should take. Consult your own physician on that. But I took what I thought was right for me after I consulted someone. And you know what? I knocked that thing out of the park in 96 hours, 96 hours. That was gone. I take vitamin C supplement with zinc every day. One pill. So do I. Every so do day. I. Yeah, every day. It's a, and on top of that, I'm, I'm a big holistic kind of naturalist guy. So um, I'm big into garlic, probiotics. So my kids, I make a little concoction in chocolate milk. I put probi probiotics in there, vitamin C, and then I give them a little garlic pill. And that's like kind of their morning medicine. And I do it through the, through the flu season. I've done it a little bit further because they have to wear their mask at schools and they're getting congested. My son has asthma. My daughter has two holes in her heart. So they're already immunocompromised. So the mask doesn't help. Uh, these kids need oxygen <laughs> and, and other bacteria. We need inter interaction for our immune system to work because yeah. if we fly solo, our immune, the interaction between human species and having different bacteria is actually good because it's going to build up our immunities. And that's what we want because that's how we were created. I'm also a believer of God. And he didn't make a mistake. And went, oh, crap. Well, that virus is going to wipe them all out this time. Shoot. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, he didn't. There's things here naturally. Like, I'll give you your tonsils. I knew a person that had uh, strep throat four times a year, four or five times a year. So we made up a concoction of, of garlic, uh, not cumin, but chili powder and honey and um, mixed that up. And that would cure it. I mean, this person would have white spots on her throat. I mean, go to the doctors, get antibiotics constantly. And I'd be like, why don't they just take out the tonsils, like remove them? Well, don't you know, they used to do that all the time, but come to find out it's a strip of bacteria that prevents viruses and bacteria from entering and exiting your body. <laughs> hey, kind of need that too, right? I mean, these magicians of this, of, of the, you know, just, I just rip it out. Yeah, just rip it out. And actually, oh crap, that's what that does. So, um, and we're actually seeing yeah, an increase. Yeah, we're actually seeing an increase due to extended mask usage. That's the other thing about, and I, I hate to, to go back to this mask thing because it, it, but it just seems to be like that's what everyone's oh, clinging to. We're awesome. seeing an increase, and GP even talked about this about six months ago. 
uh, on podcast, he says, we're seeing an increase, a massive increase in streptococcal bacteria. And so it's causing strep throat. I mean, that, that's what it is. Because you're actually, and you know this, you're supposed to change these masks, right? You're supposed to change these things out. And people don't do oh, that. Yeah. You're supposed to change these things out. GP talked about this last year, last year, a year ago, before even the mask mandates came in. He says, if you're going to wear a mask, if you're one of these people, these conscious people out there that is taking all this stuff to the extreme, then you need to understand that you need to change these things between every 10 minutes and every four hours, depending on how much you know, a heavy of a heavy use it is every 10 minutes to every four hours. Those need to be changed. Yeah. Depending on what you're doing. Absolutely. I mean, it's built. I mean, it's actually building up. There's humidity in there. You, you know, your own bacteria is stuck on there. Whatever else you're doing, uh, it drops. It's in your pocket. Pull it out. Throw it on. You're hanging it on your on your on the rear view mirror. Rear view mirror. <laughs> I see. You know, look at me. Woo, saving the world. Yeah, it's like, oh, good job. Well, maybe the UV from the light will maybe kill some of the germs on it. Hey, yeah, yeah. Be a good idea. L- let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, because you you have to wear one of these things for hours at a time with your professional. Yeah. You're, but you have to wear like that. You say it's the P100. Is that right? Did I get that right? Full fa- yeah, it's a, either a full face or a half face mask. And at a bare minimum, the P100 is the HEPA filtered uh, cartridges that you put on. I also have gas okay. cartridges because I use some chemical process too. Yeah, okay. All right. I, I I wanted to make sure I said that right a few days ago. So I'm, I'm actually glad to clear that up. But let me ask you this. With you wearing one of these things in your profession, I mean, obviously, it's the different kind. It's not the piece of paper you wear over your face. Uh, medical silicone, you know, that forms a seal around around your nose and mouth. How often do they recommend that you change those filters, those filter cartridges that you put on the mask? Every day. At a bare minimum, you're changing it out once a day, depending on how much demo- demolition you're doing. You yourself will start to tell that it's getting clogged up. And you will have to change it throughout the day. But at a bare minimum, I change it once a day. And those are the P100 cartridges. I try to get a, a one day's worth of work out of them. Uh, and then they're in the trash. And so someone that's been using the same piece of paper for or, or same piece of cloth for a month. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yeah. I'm going to go see a man about a wallaby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I got to go because I get, uh, yeah, I got things to do. So no, I got to jump fine. out. Tavish, it was a pleasure to meet you. I'm glad that you are different and have a different opinion. I really do. And I respect that. And this is where we need to be, where it's a choice, man. This is what America and our freedom by our God-given right of freedom, right, to have that choice. So good on you. Amen, brother. Amen. Pleasure meeting you, Mike. And likewise, I, I like to meet other people with different viewpoints so I can be informed and make my own decision with that new information. But we all have Absolutely. common ground. I think that's what we're forgetting. And on a quick side note, when you talk about the scar on your arm, you could have been that guy four people ahead of me in basic training when I went through and he did the same thing. He flinched. Ah! Oh, man. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. You just got to be careful. And, and I think with the way that media portrays everything, just do your own research. You dig deep enough. You can, you know, you can find out some really good information on, on different things, at least right now, before they ban all of the knowledge that's true and they start writing their own new pseudoscience with folks to slouch and we know that's we know that's coming they're doing it in real time right now exactly yeah i mean they're taking eighth grade science and they're just destroying it i mean because that's really what i have it's little eighth grade science some chemistry some certifications and you guys are taking it to this level of complete and utter bs uh and they're they're trying to rewrite it they certainly are i gotta go gents no, you're, you're good, Mike. Thank you for coming in today. Uh, we'll go ahead and, uh, and call it an end here just a little bit early. Uh, I know that you were on a time schedule, but uh, thanks for coming in. Thanks for being on today. All right. Uh, we will go ahead and, uh, and call this quits. Unless, Tavish, you got any, uh, you got any final words? Uh, Mike's already gone. You got any final words that, uh, that you'd like to portray there before we end here? Just that we're all in this together. You know, we all have a stake in it. We all have a connection to each other. Our common ground is the ground we stand on, our families, our friends. We're all in this together. So be educated, be informed, make your decisions. It's okay to follow the news or this, but do more, learn more. That is what I think we're missing so much today. That middle ground where we can come together and say, hey, well, you think this, I think that, we can find middle ground in there. To me, that's what we're missing nowadays. No, I don't think uh, I don't think you're wrong. I, I don't think you're wrong at all. I think those are great words to uh, to end on today. And, you know, that's what it's about. People have to self-educate. That That's the thing that we've been championing for the last three years that we've been doing this is take the time. It really doesn't require all that much time. I know that everyone's busy. I know that everyone has obligations. I know that everyone everyone has jobs and all the rest of that stuff. And uh, people have bills to pay and everything. We're not excluded from any of that. But we feel as though it is the right time to stand up and to, and to speak and to talk sense 
right? That's why we call ourselves the home of logic, reason, and common sense, because these are the things that are being undermined and destroyed, as Mike just put it before he left. They're destroying the simplest things. They're destroying the most basic things. These are things that we that we know, and they're in the process of removing all of these things in real time. And so it is imperative that everyone understand what's happening, because if you don't have an understanding of what you're fighting, then you don't know what you're fighting for. You have the building blocks to 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 make yourself complete. You end up on a conveyor belt and it's like, should I get off? No, this looks OK. I'll just see where it goes. No, that's not the way to do it. You know, look around, see what's happening. Educate yourself. And I think that's one of the things that we may not always agree, but we agree on the important things. Country, family, our rights, yeah. our obligations, but getting informed, getting involved and getting educated. And I think we can agree on that. And I think we have. I, maybe that's the reason we, we've known each other so long. I guess. And boy, we really like our guns, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my weak spot. <laughs> hey, we're, we're Americans. What, what can you say, right? We're, we're pro-Second Amendment guys. I mean, that's just the way that it is. Well, again, it goes back to the Constitution. And people think that, you know, when I joined the service, they're like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. No, I took a note to the Constitution, not the president, not the Speaker of the House, not Joe Schmo in some back room in the CIA, which we used to call Christians in action, but to the Constitution of the United States. And that is where my loyalty and my oath lie until the day I die. My oath will expire when I do. Here, and here, some sir. people just don't get that. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough, really, to, to convey that to people, not just necessarily Americans, but around the world. Right. It, it's tough for them to grasp that. And, you know, it. I think it is that right there. It's it's the fact that we stand for something that is just. We stand for something that is righteous. I think that right there, that attitude is what resonates with people, is that we actually stand for something that we uh, that we can believe in and something that we can unite on. When they wrote the Declaration of Independence, they said that we were given certain unalienable rights. Among those were life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And here, here. the way that we have seen these governments behave over the, not just the US, but the way we've seen the Western governments behave over the last 12 months. And I, I've said this before, 2020, 2020 was the worst year for human and civil rights since slavery. It's been the worst year for it. It's terrible. It's terrible what people have been and are continuing to be subjected to. So in order for us to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, we're going to have to deal with the people that are removing life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. True. True. Yeah. All right. We are going to have to go, but uh, thanks for being here today, Tavish. Appreciate it. I know I changed the time on you the last, uh, last minute, and uh, I, I do apologize, but uh, happy you're able to make it. Oh, no problem, sir. Always a pleasure with you guys. Always a pleasure. But I hope you have a good evening, sir. Take care. Be safe out there. That being said, we are going to have to go. So uh, I want to thank you guys for being here today. I want to thank Mike for coming in today. I know he had to jump out just a few minutes ago, but um, it's been a pleasure as always. But we are promoting our Telegram channel. We would be happy to have all of you over on Telegram to subscribe to our content over there. We are mirroring our podcast that we're putting out here every day. We know that podcasting censorship is coming in the very near future. So we're taking steps now in order to continue to create content and push it out to you, the listener. So get signed up to Telegram, get subscribed to us over there. You'll get all of our podcasts we do here every day. And we will also get an exclusive podcast that we put out once a week that Tavish was just on the other day. And I think you had a pretty good time on it. Yeah. Yes, sir. I did. Yeah, it was a great, great conversation. But uh, anyway, yes, uh, get signed up to us over there so you can get that extra content. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow here as much as possible, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, gentlemen, that will do it for today. Thank you guys for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening. We'll see you tomorrow.